This podcast is brought to you by Touch a Life. Hello everyone. My name is Rupa Sunku and I bring to you yet another episode of Mentor Loop. I represent Touch a Life Foundation and I spearhead the career help initiative with Touch a Life. Today I'm talking about work-life balance. The term work-life balance has been loosely used for the last few years. The buzz around it is extremely high, especially with COVID. This is partially due to the dominating presence of the millennials in the workforce. Employers have been putting in tremendous efforts trying to determine the best way to appeal to these workers. These workers are projected to be 75% of the workforce by 2025. So many leaders are trying to define and redefine what work-life balance looks like. With uh, COVID, as I mentioned earlier, we have redefined this phenomenon of uh, zoom fatigue a hybrid worker changes to the corporate culture with work at home especially because people are not leaving their living space which is then converted into their working space and need to go through uninterrupted change or switch of uh, environments and the mindset itself work life balance is very important because it kind of keeps that healthy work environment maintaining this balance reduces stress prevents burnout and also with chronic stress comes in multiple health issues which get uh, physically very taxing and can create uh, digestive problems chronic aches and pains hypertension etc Chronic stress is also very negatively impacting mental health which has become a high risk in terms of anxiety, insomnia, depression and so forth. So listening to all of these less desirable uh, lifestyles it is important for us to make sure that we create that balance in work and prioritize the activities that you are engaged with. Make sure that you don't put a lot of overtime build in a little bit of um, a break within uh, your workday and allow for that switching of the living space and your personal time and your workspace and your work time Uh, there is a, a study that was done by Harvard Review that the physiological and physical problems are due to burnout, and it estimatedly costs about 125 billion to 190 billion a year in healthcare spending in the United States. So you can tell that this is not a small problem to task ourselves to address as a company, as a corporation, but more so. within your control as employee and uh, build in those necessary uh, breaks and adjustments around your life working in that culture and working in that environment by creating this work environment and prioritizing the activities for yourself you can be more productive because you are fresh thinking on what next steps need to be done and you're partitioning your day and your week accordingly 
I think it gets a little complicated for employers to be able to build in that prioritization because some of these work-life balances mean differently for others. Over the weekend, I had a few friends over and they were talking about giving free food and allowing for their pets to come to work or having the ability to utilize the gym is really not a perk for this specific person because they have all of those facilities at home. Instead, they would like to be given a little bit more vacation time. So as I said, it could mean different for different people. So let's kind of dissect what uh, the different generations of people uh, look at work-life balance and what is the lens or the perspective that they have. So if you look at the baby boomers who are born between 1945 to 1960, then this generation was uh, exposed to a lot of hardship with the World War II. Making a decent living on small tasks was uh, their uh, stake of uh, being able to bring in enough money to support their families. Because of this, there wasn't too much priority in terms of, you know, I need to have these facilities at work and uh, I need to be treated with um, respect, dignity and be given independence. So they were more responsible for the work and that they got and made sure that they put in their best to yield the best results. So majority of the baby boomers are currently our leadership positions within the American society. As a result, 80% of the baby boomers moderately to uh, high levels of uh, stress are reported by these people or this generation. Now, stepping into the Gen X, these are the children of the baby boomers, typically born between 1961 to 1980. They've grown witnessing their uh, parents' long hours of work, multiple jobs, poor work-life balance. So many of the Gen Xs were exposed to this relationship with work and the family unit that's affecting their lives and the children's lives. So as a result, this generation puts in more emphasis to work-life balance. Many of them prioritize spending time with the family, utilizing their uh, time off, uh, days off, vacation and PTO than the baby boomers themselves. Because of this, they are looking for small perks such as telecommuting, extended maternity, paternity time and vacation time as their work-life balance trigger. While the millennials are, as I meant, a fair share of stereotyping gets done for this uh, generation. Generally, for these people, they are born between 1981 to 2000. So work ethics is thought to be secondary or just part of life. But for this generation, the harshest burden is their student loans and finding stable employment to pay their higher education and helping both them and their children becomes amply important. With the soaring housing costs, it also becomes a priority to be able to give and lead life which is comfortable for this generation. 
With this generation growing to over a quarter of the U.S. population with uh, prime working years per se, uh, they find this uh, generation to make some big HR decisions uh, with major companies based on what they're getting paid. And often enough, we say that they're overcompensated and are looking for activities within their work environment that could spruce their uh, work-life balance by adding game rooms or beanbags or allowing pets to be brought into their homes or um, table tennis tables and so forth, uh, giving them that uh, variation. Going past all of these generations, what are the primary things that uh, daunt or challenge you with your work-life balance is cultivating that even keel prioritized mechanic of being able to work and work uh, smart and uh, not play too hard. So play to your strengths, prioritize your time, know your financial situation and needs, know your network, get a mentor and have some reflective time. So these are some of the practices that you can incorporate into your own lives to be able to work smart and not work hard always. Then the second approach to take would be setting limits. Manage your time, learn to say no, detach from work and uh, try to separate work from your uh, family time and utilize all of the employer's flexibilities like your flex hours, your compressed work week, job sharing, scheduling flexibilities, control the hours that you have uh, to benefit you and reduce the stress and seek for um, any of those technology advancements that can help you uh, manage and work this to a better balance for yourself. The next aspect of work-life balance is caring for yourself. Super important that you are not caught up in taking care of work and family and forgetting yourself. So eating well, having the physical activities that keep you energized, getting enough sleep and kind of working with your circadian rhythm would all be important aspects of taking care of yourselves. In order to do that, you need to relax do things like yoga, reading or hobbies that will distract you or keep you, you know, looking at uh, things that are your passions or your interest, like hiking, dancing, cooking lessons, whatever it may be. Also, the aspect of uh, volunteering, spending time and connecting with people. You're also probably getting a therapeutic um, version of, oh my gosh, there are people out there that don't even have the facilities and the abilities and the balance that I seem to be struggling with already. And that in turn kind of gives you like this uh, placebo psychological effect of thinking differently about yourself. Make exercise a must do and not a should do. Step out to get that oxygen break. I keep talking to my mom often enough to say, get out and just go take that walk and uh, get that oxygen uh, rushing through your um, your body and your brain uh, to be able to think differently. Know your peaks and troughs, right? Make sure that you know uh, you're a morning person or you're able to stretch your night or you like to kind of give family time with the kids coming home from school. What are your um, times of me time versus uh, work time versus personal family time?
calendar all of these different aspects of time into a common place where the family is able to see it and reduce that uh, impact uh, of uh, kind of planning and programming each and every meeting that you have into one calendar where you can see it all holistically so there is this theory of maslow of needs and uh, if you kind of uh, think about that as a pyramid i'll start at the very bottom of the pyramid the psychological needs right or uh, the physiological needs that you have the need for food water oxygen shelter temperature sleep relaxation and activities and exercise etc would be that psychological or the physiological needs that you have they are definitely the fulcrum but it is important to have a good base and keep that at the bottom of your pyramid the next will be your safety needs feeling safe and comfortable both in terms of financial and your mental peace to be able to manage a routine and have familiarity around your surroundings uh, kind of create that next block on top of your physiological needs the next would be your love and belongingness so affiliation social elements acceptance love trust those would all be with the people that you work with the family that you have or the social circle or the friend circle that you have doing those hikes and things like that would be that next level of priority the next one on top of that would be your esteem needs you have to feel confident and respected by others in at work in your family and socially as well so that would be the next um, priority in terms of the maslow's hierarchy of needs going into the next level of the pyramid it would be the cognitive needs the desire for knowledge and understanding of your environment and your task your skills and uh, the meaning and have some predictability built into all of this The next would be the aesthetic needs. This is about beauty and the order of creativity designing an art. So this again could be just innovation at work or your self worth in terms of your aesthetic value or it may be just uh, being able to design a new team, design a new product, design a new work environment and that artistic um, nature of uh, this need will be satisfying if you could then take that to the top but the most important thing that you need in this entire hierarchy of needs is the self actualization once you have reflected on your potential and you know everything around you and you become capable of being able to place uh, and peg the different aspects of your uh, environment be it work or family or social then you feel contented and you're able to think and do things more aligned with um, having that self actualization and knowing that you are working at your fullest potential in whichever sphere you're working with so looking at the maslow's hierarchy of needs there was a study that was done pre covid where life or living uh, was 40% or most important 
Work was 30% while play was 29%. So that seems like a nice balance, right? Of uh, the basic living and uh, family time, evenly almost 41% of your life is being spent around that area and 30% at work. But today with COVID and things like that, life or living has uh, 43% versus 41% in pre-COVID and play has become more important at 31% and work has gone down to 26%. So it is probably because of the uh, Maslow's needs and the way we prioritize things, people feeling congested, confined, and also uh, not uh, incorporated uh, into any of the circles that they're in and not having that physical presence could all be playing into this uh, whole thing. But so think about it and uh, you need to have a good balance. And I think uh, the pre-COVID balance of uh, play at 29, work at 30 and life at 41 uh, seems like a nice balance for me personally. And um important for me to play at that level as well. So let's uh, talk about what is well-being, right? The key dimensions of being in a well-being state and a balanced state of your both your family and your career is about resilience, our capacity to adapt, change and respond to life's challenges. And that will enable you to recover from setbacks, grow and develop your new capabilities. So definitely think about resilience and what that means to you in your uh, current uh, setting. The next is uh, thriving. The meaning of this is significantly experiencing better values, core beliefs, and a sense of purpose and uh, experience those uh, deep social connections. So this kind of uh, talks a little bit of self-actualization playing out its part in your daily life. Authenticity. This is about a sense of identity and your beliefs and make sure that you're keeping that in mind so that you have a self-image you have self-worth and a sense of respect and dignity for yourself so that you're able to play out life, work and play uh, in an even keel that works for you from your core values perspective. Lastly, but most importantly for well-being is happiness. The emotional dynamics of the subjective quality of your daily lives. Happiness is linked to the enhanced health, creativity, decision-making, and uh, your ability to respond to adversity. So think about those four elements while you're um, thinking about your work and life at uh, large. Resilience, thriving, authenticity, and happiness. Lastly, I'd like to close off with uh, a recent read that I had from Google CEO Sundar Pichai, who talks about imagine life being a game of five balls that you're manipulating in the air trying to make sure that none of the balls are falling down. And one of them is a rubber ball and the rest are all glass. So what could that uh, rubber ball be? And he talks about the five balls being work, family, health, friends, and soul. So think about that for a minute. And I'm hoping your answer was the rubber ball is work. 
So it will be long before we realize that work is a rubber ball, he says. Whenever you fall, you'll jump again. While the other walls are made of glass, if one of them falls, it will not return to its previous form. So it will either be damaged, bruised, cracked, or even scattered. So you have to be aware of that and strive for it and keep that in the air and not falling to the ground. So manage your work efficiently during work hours. Uh, take the time to be assured of your sincerity, giving the necessary time to your family and friends, taking appropriate rest and taking care of your health. If you're gone, it isn't easy to return as it was. So make sure to keep that in mind. Work is a rubber ball. You have the flexibility. Play it out for a well-balanced um, quotient for yourself, keeping in mind resilience, thriving, authenticity, and happiness, and Maslow's needs of uh, and the hierarchy of needs to kind of keep in mind the different aspects of physiological safety, belongingness, esteem, cognitive, aesthetic, and self-actualization. I hope you've been able to find a few tips to bring in some work-life balance and have that stress-free life that you're functional in every form of your life with work, life, and play at large. Thank you for listening in to me. And if you'd like to be part of touchalife.org, uh, please come and register at the Career Help website. And uh, we'd love to interact with you and help you with uh, any of your career needs or uh, any aspects that you're struggling with uh, currently. Thanks again and have a great one. You have just listened to Tall Radio Podcast. For more podcasts, visit www.touchalife.org.